All right, I have the notes from last time, and so we're just going to get right into it. Buy Lori's uh, pre-order, Lori's thing. Uh, I had a really good set at Don't Tell, and uh, we're both on the road uh, next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my God. We recorded. We did. I'd like to say we did an hour and a half. Uh, We did at least an hour. We We did did close 55. Audio was lost. Audio was so lost. We're re-recording today's podcast. Jackie, if this happens one more time, I'll never do this podcast again. I've okay. never I I the last time I felt like this was last week when we did a podcast at eight in the morning on Monday. <laughs> right, right. The scheduling is uh with podcasts, the scheduling is very difficult. I recorded a podcast after we did that hour, so this is my third hour of podcasting, just so you know. So you are not alone. It blows. Um yeah. So uh Do you want to talk about Natasha Legero? Sure, let's talk about different shit. I mean I I don't remember what we talked about and I can't recreate it. We can't recreate it. It's very sad. I did suggest that we take the transcript and uh, you guys just respond to what I said. But that feels... What if we just... What if if we had a transcript? What if we just read it? It was a play. Radio play. We don't have a full transcript, right? We just have your... Yeah, just my... Because I couldn't believe it. You were on like the first two minutes and then it was... Yeah. Lori, I'd have read all your anyway, dialogue. Anyway, Natasha Legere. redid this at the transcript. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, yeah. So, but we still have a comic of the week, you know? We still have. Sure. Sure. You still have your mm-hmm. new special and the fact that you've been grinding it out with Mel- uh, Melanie VC, learning how you're yeah, doing your brain. promo stuff. And then I have three podcasts back to back tomorrow, which is why I was hoping I'd have the night to sleep. I wouldn't have to do a podcast right before I go to sleep and wake up in the morning and do three back to back. Oh, are you doing podcasts? Did you get Jess to book you or? Yeah. 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 So oh, you're Monday doing it right. They are really yeah. stacked. And then, um, you know, Wednesday I fly to Dallas. I'm doing a show at the Dallas Comedy Club. Because I'm in Dallas that night, they let me have the night, and so we're trying to sell it out. So if you're in Dallas, come. Right, on right. Wednesday night only. Right, you uh, added drive, that. Yeah, yeah, I added that. Then I drive to Louisiana, and I'm in Lafayette, Louisiana, Louisiana at the Academia Center. Will you and eat a then, crawfish? Uh, no, I won't. I don't eat, uh, Jackie. I don't. First of all, I like three foods, and none it's of them true. are seafoods, <laughs> right. especially. Water-based animals are like, not your. Yeah, I don't like seafood that has legs. Okay, right. They're uh, just... if you have a fin or a tail, okay, fine. But if you have eight legs, <laughs> no, you're not going to my mouth. And then, but Lafayette, you're doing you're doing a, a full show, right? And then you're going yeah. to a comedy yeah. festival, right? Then I'm doing a festival uh, Friday, Saturday. I'm at the in Paris, Texas, and I actually watched the movie Paris, Texas, about eighty percent of it. To okay. make a promo reel for uh for the that's, for the festival. That's awesome. It's a weird <laughs> movie. I gotta finish it. Um, because I did I did rent it, so maybe I lost it. Well, we'll see. No, I think it's actually streaming someplace. Anyway, it's on Max. That's right. Okay. Uh, Nastasia Kinski's in it. Um, native Texan, of course. Sure. And uh, anytime she's in a movie, it's gonna be a freak show. She's she was always I don't know what happened to her. She is she. What happens to a lot of older actresses, but she's also this German kind of weirdo, and her dad was a total weirdo, and maybe they're just leading. She just leading a little weird life, you know, in Germany. What, what was she in that I might know? Is she probably um, not in any of the Marvel also, titles, right? I don't remember. It, it's something where it was, you know, this is like the eighties, so she was exploited sexually and very young. Something oh, like okay. that. Something. Like, <laughs> 
something right. along the lines of Brooke Shields, but she's European, so nobody even felt uncomfortable <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I saw some oh. French film where there was like a an eight year old that you could tell was going to be the most gorgeous woman in the world, Ooh. and they had just vaguely sexual. I mean, the just the shots of her, yeah. you were just like, "Well, she's going to be amazingly gorgeous one day. Leave that child alone." Is literally <laughs> just. I think it was called the City of Children or something like that. It was uh, plus you can never tell. If you look at, there's like a picture of Meghan Markle when she was younger and mm-hmm. she's beautiful. Right. I mean, but as a kid, she just looked like a kid. Yeah. You're, you're not like, oh, that's going to be one of the most beautiful women in the world. Right. But you right. but you like, oh yeah, I see. I see where it came from. But it's, you know, she just, a lot of them just look like normal kids and then they have a glow up, you know? They, or they blossom. Uh, I had my, yeah. I had my makeup done and it was called beat up a beat makeup i oh don't even try grammication what the fuck anyway so i got my hair and makeup done for the don't tell thing and Mm -hmm. the woman who did my makeup so i got my hair cut on monday by my haircut Mm -hmm. cut in color my my hair looks good i saw it on tuesday i think right right hairdresser yep um troy's amazing He's great. And then I told him that the Don't Tell was being shot down Redondo and he was working on a TV show down there. And he said, uh-huh. maybe um, the ma- the makeup artist and I could do your hair and makeup because they because it was they were in Torrance and the thing wow. was in Redondo. Mm-hmm. So um, I went down early. Yeah, close enough. And I was going to have somebody else and and we didn't know that it was Redondo. So she said, oh, feel free to replace me. And uh, so (laughs) so I did. And then um, and so I uh, so we Carmen. So I had a stylist come in the morning Mm -hmm. with piles and piles of clothes that I thought I had to buy that I did not have to buy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can weed off cause you've heard this story before, but the people listening, this will be a great story for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So I hired a stylist and the stylist, I was afraid um, whenever I've gone shopping with anyone, I've just gone shopping with people, not with stylists. Mm-hmm. Stylist. It's a job. Their job is entirely to make you feel comfortable in the clothes that yeah. they've chosen. And yeah, she put me in clothes that I didn't feel that I felt kind of sexy in, that I felt kind of, and none of it was ill fitting, but it was also not super expensive. So I was like, well, who the fuck do you know? We've never met before. She watched my Instagram. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell her what size I was. She asked me what size shoe I wore. And that was it. it. And then she showed up. it was amazing. I would love to some for somebody to bring me properly fitted shoes. Oh, that would be incredible. Properly fitted shoes. Well, the shoes were boots that um, I I put them on, and I was like, "Well, these don't, these aren't comfortable." And she said, "I see that." And then, um, and then, uh, she said, "Well, let's just see how they look with the pants and the shirt." And there's I have another, I have other other shoe ideas, and. Um, and she said it's it's not that common for the first thing you put on to be the thing that works, but in this case, it was the first thing oh, we wow. put on. Yeah, and um, cool. and by the time we had tried on like four different shirts and jackets to go with the the pants fit immediately, and by the time I had tried the shirt and coats on, the shoes were slightly broken in. So I was like, I could wear these boots. Oh. And so I wore. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then and then we put, she steamed them, put them in a bag with a fancy long coat, sort of like a duster coat. It looked like I was about to pew, 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 like I was going to, you know, high noon. Mm-hmm. And then Carmen. Please don't, please don't bring up, remind me that uh, about steaming because my wardrobe person left 
before uh, I went up on stage and I oh. needed a steam um, during my special. That's right. Jackie, don't That's say right. that word for another year, please. <laughs> Three years. Okay. Um, right. And don't forget to pre-order Lori's uh, new special. I'll, I'll, which is I'll, called... Yeah. I'll sell, I'll sell it. I'll sell it. I'll get right. it. Jackie. You, you've been coached. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then I'll say that Carmen Morales came over. The woman put the clothes, uh, cat Eves put the clothes in the trunk, mm-hmm. told me not to put anything on top of them. And then, um, she actually said, and this is gonna, this is gonna make you even angrier. She, uh, she said, well, I was thinking of coming to the show down in Redondo. And I was like, what? And so she came to the show and helped me get oh, dressed nice. at the event. And, um, and that's when I found out that the duster coat, the coat that was on it, uh, is a is a couture uh, uh, item or a uh, a fancy how, item. How much? It would have been. She said something like a thousand dollars for the coat. Ooh. So yeah. I was like, I will not be keeping the coat. She said, you don't have to keep we any of it, but I am going to keep some of it. Yeah. Yeah, we when we wear coats, we wear them to comedy clubs, so they get taken off and thrown in a corner. Uh, there, we don't, I don't wear take them care on of coats. stage. Comics I, aren't coat people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't wear, and I won't ever wear it on stage again because it's because oh, right. yeah, uh, yeah. I'm indoors. I prefer, I do stand up yeah. comedy as a rule, almost exclusively indoors. <laughs> if I'm doing an, an event yeah. that has porta potties. Something's either gone horribly awry or I'm, I'm being paid, paid some money, which is what this was. A don't tell comedy special. Right. Um, I, what I, as I said earlier on our last podcast is (laughs) when I was doing VH1 best week ever, they, we had a stylist and she'd bring out like two or three potential outfits. You just show up. So cool. For for the taping it was awesome and they put on ear and they do everything it was great I did was like, you do a, the way to live a lot of them yeah i did quite a few for i had a good little run i did a bunch of live shows with john mulaney nick kroll melissa rouch uh, all people who uh went on to make millions of dollars Where, who's and i melissa am rouch? keeping it real <laughs> she's um She's on um, Big Bang Theory. She, she, oh, okay. She, I, I don't know the character she plays. Right. Because I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. <laughs> but everyone but we, else has. Every, everyone else has. Yes. Everyone else has. You don't need my eyes. No. Yeah. And I didn't see it for an entirely opposite reason than you didn't see it. You didn't see it because it's not your people. And I didn't see it because it is my people. And uh, the what do you de- mean it's not my people? The sitcom people? Uh, no, the the Smart nerd people? the nerd thing, the the Dungeons oh. and Dragons video game people. Oh, I see. Yeah, that, was that um, Big Bang Theory? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they're they're the whole sitcom. The the theme of it is, to my knowledge, and of course, I haven't seen it, so I'll just say. <laughs> then why 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 would you tell me the reason I'm not seeing it when you haven't seen it either? Like those are your people. That's how you treat your people. Kyle's getting called. What did you review? Oh, I'm glad. You know what? I'm almost glad we lost the first one because you started reviewing another show you hadn't seen yet. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are you trying to kill your career in every possible fashion? (laughs) Oh, right. It was tired. I named, I named a booker that I didn't, uh, that, uh, that I thought. That too. Right. That was and the only then, thing I did. I t- practically gave the audience cross streets of where I live. Like you were <laughs> out of control this afternoon. Well, then you should be psyched that it's gone into the, into the ether. And, uh, I, you, you were super shocked by three names of sex addicts that I know oh, about that you didn't wow. know about. Cause you were, I think you thought that I meant sex offenders and they are not sex offenders. No, I was talking about, all right. I was talking about Chris D'Elia, right? Somebody I know said they had worked with him a while ago when he was, maybe before he was caught, when he was in the throes. Okay. And at first it was, it was as a dude. Okay. So first the guy was like, wow, that seems pretty cool. <laughs> You're getting a lot of, <laughs> getting a lot of the pussy, right? Oh, and right. And then he real, then it was like, no, this guy cannot go a couple hours without getting a new woman and, or a girl. But, um, but that it, 
he was just talking about it as like sex addiction is not a joke. Like it right. looked real when he saw it up close and actually not fun. Right. And then um, you uh, shocked me to my core when you started guessing who I was talking about and putting names in the chat. I had no idea. We're, we're, we're very sexually, sex they're sexually active. These are, these are some yeah. very sexually active gentlemen. One and... was quite the wife guy. Right, he's a wife. He's a wife talker. He talks a good wife game. But uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think all three of them have been married. The ones I, but they, but yeah. one of them, yeah, um, yeah. But they they are not sex offenders. They're just guys with. No, with, no, no. They just That's, have problems. It, they just have issues that they are in they just, in, in many cases are addressing. Yeah, I'm sure. And so that's uh, good. Too. You know. Yeah. Again, it's all it's um you you know it's just I was it's I, a it's a male comic. I, I'm not I'm not shocked. <laughs> I was a little shocked, but I was like, yeah, I mean, could I should I ever be shocked about male comics <laughs> and intense uh, levels of sex? No, no. I guess not. And so I have this to say Do, do yep. people realize how horny male comics are? And I feel uncomfortable talking about this in front of Kyle. But Jackie, do they realize? I think Kyle knows how horny male comics are. Uh, but they I will say, stop horny male comics. <laughs> they, uh, but you've heard talk, and um, <laughs> but I, I think. Do you think this is this is the speculation I have about the horniness of male comics and how I don't think that it's any different than just regular people, except the fact that there is regular power. men. You mean regular? Well, I think th there are some women who are super horny too. But what I what not I because <laughs> I would say not the same. Like I once I realized, oh, Madonna is just as horny as hell, and not on a level that I am. I'm like, oh, okay, because I kept going, why is she doing all? Like there are women where I'm like, why are they doing all that? Right. And I'm like, oh, right, because they exist. They're super hornier. It. Yeah, and it's. Mm -hmm. But I will I say. It. But here's the reason why men, comics, male comics, and right. their horniness affects the rest of the world is because much right. like actors or politicians or business people who have, or the rich, when a, when a male comic gets popularity and has that kind of power, he abuses it. Almost absolute I, power. I uh, I would yeah. I would say not that you they that that desire is what drives them on stage or to become uh, the list of things that you that sort of and and then the access to um, right to women after you know after the show right it's like unbelievable right like I'm the stories actually there aren't more names. Jackie, right. on your list well I, we only had an hour texting me uh so <laughs> someone was telling me the other day that they worked um i think it was my makeup artist uh was telling me that she shot something in arkansas and bill clinton came and hung out at the hotel she was staying at and he was mm -hmm. he would make out every night in the hotel in the elevator with her as she exhaustedly went upstairs he was making out with some um uh, somebody who later it uh was a big reveal janet somebody i don't know wait so oh uh, while he was married during yeah, yeah. the marriage right and he was huh. governor and he was governor of oh, arkansas Oh, okay yeah hmm. janet reno that's, i'm sure it that's wasn't it was i wasn't janet was it janet reno <laughs> that would be incredible uh and big ups to janet if that, if that's how she went <laughs> she started i feel like it was um, janet daly well, but i don't I had, know that that's a name anyway i had some big nights tonight or this weekend okay first of all on friday night my yeah. son and i uh well, i did share mahoney show at the at the um ice house it was a lot of fun in the california room oh cool um she she did a she does she's i think she does a monthly show and uh she i haven't been to the new one yeah filled the room pretty well right that's cool so it was fun and then um uh but all, all day I was worried because I said to my son a couple of days earlier, I'm like, hey, there's a midnight showing of Inglorious Bastards at the new Beverly. Do you want to go on Friday night? You know, mm -hmm. 
trying to be a good mom. <laughs> and uh, then I realized this is like an almost three hour movie and it's oh. going to start at midnight. What the fuck am I thinking? Yeah. We went and I did, I was twitching. It felt like being on the red eye from Burbank to JFK where I started sure. to twitch at a certain time. And I'm incredible. Had either of you seen it before? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was fun. It was really fun though, seeing it with, uh, it was only like 10 bucks and they give you the little like paper ticket, like the old days. The whole, mm-hmm. the whole thing is like the old days. Popcorn is like $6. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. And he was near people who weren't uh, closer to his age than my age, which I'm sure was nice. Yeah. And then um, uh, last night was at uh, the West Side. That was really fun. We'll Good. talk about that because our comic of the week. But uh, then tonight, um, we went and saw Sarah Schaefer's show going up at the Elysium. Oh, it was okay. really, really, really good. Yeah, very funny. And um, it's so different from when I, I saw it like an early in its inception. And it's, yeah. I think there was a couple jokes I recognized, but that was it. it she, she changed so much. It's really, really good. That's fascinating because um, I remember the, when you went and saw it early. And so it's changed a yeah. great deal. And is it an hour? Yes. A little over an hour, but it's weird because I started at seven and at 10 to seven, I'm like, oh, this is a bummer. It's only like half sold out. And then literally at two minutes to seven, a flood of people came in. I'm like, oh, it's fucking classic LA. Everyone's having heart attacks backstage because half the seats aren't filled yet. Right. And they all show up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really great. I recommend uh, seeing if you have a chance. Um, yeah, I and I brought that. my son and he enjoyed it too. You know? Oh, that's cool. Um, even though he's, he's, he's seen enough comedy to get it. I did have to explain who Gallagher was to him after the show. <laughs> and <laughs> did you explain a, who Gallagher too was? always an ugly conversation. <laughs> right. Um, it's always that one-on-one conversation you, you have to have. Tell yes. your son about Gallagher. Um, I did pick up a date I forgot to mention this is um, someone going to be at the Ann Arbor comedy showcase, the 21st, March 21st through 23rd. Right. Right. And so the ticket, the plane tickets to Ann Arbor are 500 minimum. Right. Right. To and Detroit. Then you get yeah. in and then you have to you drive an hour and do the show. Like, Oh, that's not, if I get in at four, if I'm lucky, I get to the hotel at, at five thirty. Yeah. Right, miracle six. Right, and then I immediately do a show. Yeah, no, thank you. So I decided to fly into Chicago because I have family in Chicago, my oh, mom's yeah. family, and uh, go in a day early. And then I was like, well, why don't I try to, you know, kind of like Dallas? Like, well, if I'm gonna be there, let me try to do a fucking show. And so I'm gonna do um, on March twentieth, Wednesday, March twentieth. I'm gonna be at the Lincoln Lodge headlining a show oh there there you go there's another little pop-up if you are in chicago come to the lincoln lodge march 20th mark your calendars um get on my website pretty soon i'll have a ticket link are you You are grinding it out man yeah well i mean if i'm going in a day early what am i gonna do stay in a hotel room i'd rather do a set right yeah yeah you're not wrong yeah so so that's um there you go i think i flew in a day early to ann arbor and i just got there a day early i just got there late oh okay and just stayed do an extra night in a hotel yeah yeah and then but i I also rented a car yeah and um and that was good and right by the hotel is the zingerman's and i know you just like the three foods but Zigerman's is an amazing <laughs> diner. I'll like, go. It, I remember yeah. that from last time. Yeah, it's really good. So I'll go. So we're going to do a shorter one today, right? Because right. we've already did one. So it, we're like at 23, yeah, right? Right. Break. Oh, do you want to do the comic of the week? You want to go to a break? From the Twisted Minds, then brought you the Adventure Zone, Balance and Amnesty and Graduation and Ether Sea. And steeplechase and ultra space, and all the other ones. The McElroy brothers and dad are proud to reveal a bold vision for the future of actual play podcasting. It's um, it's called the Adventure Zone versus Dracula. 
Yeah, we're gonna kill Dracula's ass. We're gonna, well, we're gonna attempt, we haven't recorded all of it yet. We will attempt to kill Dracula's ass. The Avengers of versus Dracula. Yes, a season I will be running uh, using the D&D 5th edition uh, rule set. And there's two episodes out for you to listen to right now. We hope you will join us. Same bat time, same bat channel. For bats. Bats. I see what you did there. Jackie, we're back. What's comic, the comic of the week? week? Yes. Okay, so I just worked with her at Westside. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, uh, she's so funny. And um, she went up second and she killed. And I immediately thought, oh, that's the set of the night. Right. Uh, right, right. else, we can just chill out. She, yeah. She won. Um, and uh, Allie Colbert. Right. With Colbert with a, with a K, right? You said last yeah, uh, hours correct. ago. Mm-hmm. When we first recorded yes. this and talked about how great she was, how she freaking destroyed, she murdered. And you were just sitting there going, yeah. well, we could all leave now. We're fine. And- no, I wasn't. We could leave. I was like, we can just chill because the audience had a great, a great set and we can work on new shit if we want to. Because oh, that's cool. our, yeah, it's yeah. more like it's a- A-L-I like- and then Colbert is with a K. So how are you spelling? Is it just Colbert? Yeah, so- yeah it's Colbert with a K. And it's just her name as her Instagram, right, Kyle? Yeah. Isn't it weird? We're, we're no longer sending anyone to Twitter. We only quote through Instagram. Yeah, I don't want Jackie, to go to Twitter. This business is changing so quickly. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I don't know if I want, I want to stay in it anymore. Well, the, the, tasks, the tasks are so great. There are so many tasks. They are. I, so I taped, and I've told you this already, but maybe there'll be something new. The Don't Tell. I did the Don't Tell. Mm-hmm. Did the hair, the makeup, Carmen and I, we end up in Redondo. We go, we get there early enough that I'm like, let's go get some coffee, go to a coffee shop. So we go to a coffee shop and we park and we walk down this hill and I'm like, this looks so much like Hermosa Beach. Is it the same architecture, architect who does Redondo that does Hermosa? And Carmen goes, really does it? Because it, I mean... I think they're next to each other, but I think it's the same. And I was like, no, to the exact point, like this pier with these two banks look just like it's by the Mm -hmm. Comedy and Magic Club. (laughs) We were by Mm -hmm. the Comedy and Magic Club. We were a half a block (laughs) away from the Comedy and Magic Club. (laughs) We, because the Dive and Surf, which was a diving store Mm -hmm. and surfing, um, it was just a mile into Redondo out of Hermosa. It was like right there. And so I, I emailed Richard at the comedy and magic on Friday, hoping quite honestly, hoping that he would say, well, cause I said, Hey, the don't tell, it turns out I'm at the coffee shop around your corner. Um, and I told him that hilarious story just as an excuse for him to hopefully say, Oh, there's room on the show tonight if you want to come by. So I dropped out. Yeah, didn't say it. Never said it. So I didn't get I didn't get to pick up a set after I did my don't tell. But we got to the mm. don't tell. Um I got the sweet spot, went up third. Mm-hmm. Um might have had the set of the night, except for of course that I I had a brain freeze second uh oh, right. the second joke. I literally forgot where I was going. Had to pull up my set list. Made some aging riff that I was irritated uh, that killed and then did the rest of my set and closed on a new one of the newer joke, one of my newer jokes, because I had just mm-hmm. seen Josh Gondelman's Don't Tell. And it was mm-hmm. it was it looked like it was all newer material, yeah. which makes me think. Yeah, that Josh's was really great. So good so that the thing about yeah. his his ex. And mm-hmm. the. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the thing about, uh, I think it's ADHD. I mean, the topics mm-hmm. are, were just felt green, but also possibly, mm-hmm. you know, that could date themselves pretty quick if it didn't come out pretty quick. Yeah. Well, what we were saying earlier is like, um, uh, the, what's the frustration with late night sets is the back and forth with the booker. Um, and each one, each one is their own beast right but the you know them tinkering with jokes and telling you what to say and and then we'll put you on the lineup in three months or right we'll we're gonna film them all tonight and then we'll you know we'll put yours up within the year or whatever just like what and then with the don't tell you just go in 
you know, once you book it, it's like you pick your material that you're going to do. Right. And they post it and it happens so much faster. And, uh, it, it very effective. Like do, does a set from a late night show get the same sort of, um, uh, exposure on like Instagram or TikTok that a set from don't tell does? I have no idea. Right. I don't know. I'm just saying like, it seems like, um, it's upending the importance of late night sets now. And again, that's another shocker that I don't know that I can recover from. I don't know what this business is turning into. Right. But, but the, the process that you explained is such an interesting process to me because I, uh, the only person ever willing to put me on late night was, was Conan, you know, JP. Yeah. Was Mm -hmm. JP. And so Conan. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but that process is the classic process. I remember going through it with Eddie Brill because Eddie Brill liked me, but he never ended up liking the set. He was like, this isn't fixing the set. This isn't fixing the set. So, but you pick like six jokes, you record it. You want it to look so, you want it to look right. You want it to look like it's successful in the moment that you record it. You send it off to the booker and they're like, well, I like three of those jokes. You have to change the, you have to take this topic out or those words out. And they micromanage the set so much that you have yeah. to sort of relearn it. And if the, if the new, if the new, if this is the new thing where you the just, new way. Yeah. The new way I'm, I, of course, am psyched about it, as I think you should be psyched about yeah. it, too, just because yeah. you just get to do your act. Yeah. I mean, we're so used to these old arcane rules that when you look, break them down, you're like, that doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't even make sound for a fun. better yeah. show. It's not fun at all. And, um, you know, when it's done be- out of fear of the host, you know, and right. so... Right, you know Eddie Brill famously had all these rules about what Dave likes or doesn't like and stuff, you know, and uh, th- he's afraid of getting fired. So right. he he can't get fired for not putting on a comic who Dave doesn't like, but he could have been had I, maybe I don't know. I don't. I'm just saying it's it, people protecting their jobs versus you know. Didn't he get fired? Don't tell or, or in me, because he only booked one woman. Wasn't he let go eventually because uh, of that? Yeah, that I think so. Because he only booked Karen Rontowski that last year. No, I think he went back. He um, went back to just doing warm up. I think he was still associated with the show, but he wasn't booking the comedy. But I don't think the new person did much better, and then Dave went off the air. Right, right. I think it was all pretty. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah. Those days are over. Mm-hmm. Maybe so the, we're good. Yeah, maybe we're the best. Right. I don't know. And some of the so some weird. of the new ways they're just the learning curve. It is so fast right now that it does it does feel, God. especially with your new website and my new website, and the lessons of promotional rescue with Melanie, and mm-hmm. even Carmen was like, "You have to get makeup, hair, and a stylist for this don't tell thing, because it's going to go viral." Because they're really very their their marketing's amazing your comedy's great together you'll get a lot of hits right so mm-hmm. i'm i mean and i'm hoping i'm hoping that that is exact exactly what happens and mm-hmm. um yeah of course it says it's still recording on my end kyle but it says that it stopped recording on yours okay I'm just going to let it keep recording. We're going to keep talking. Um, and I'm going to... Yeah. Okay. So... Okay. So, right. if that popped up during the last... When we were earlier... I do want to talk about Natasha Leggero. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Let's do that. Because she was at... Was that that at the improv? Mm-hmm. Was she on a show with Burt Kreischer? That's what I, that's the impression I got. And, right. Cause um, you didn't post that in the thread, right? Somebody else posted that in the thread. Yeah. Somebody else posted it. Yeah. So I clicked uh, on it and then, yeah. So Burt as, as Burt does takes off his shirt. Does yeah. he even have a shirt? Did he, does he just enter the stage shirtless or does he take it off? He takes it off. Point? He takes it off. Okay. And I think he originally had a joke that made him take it off. 
and now they just want them to take it off. <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, if your fans like it, good for you. Right. It's you know? just a hook. It's like Stan home putting a sock on his dick. It's fine. It's, um, hmm. okay. And, um, so, uh, so Natasha was on the same show. So she also took off her shirt, including, uh, you know, I guess she was braless or whatever. Yeah, she, At some I point, don't think she had a bra on. It so. was her. Just her boobs. Yeah. And TMZ all, picked it up. Cheers to Natasha for not even wearing a bra on stage. Like, I don't know how that happens. Right. That wouldn't, I don't, I don't wear, not wear a bra in the shower. Like I'm constantly broad 24 <laughs> seven and I love it. <laughs> you, I love it. Uh, I'm not wearing a bra now. Live it up people who listen to this show with that imagery <laughs> you won't be seeing my nipples uh nobody needs that because um but <laughs> i got so distracted by you i she wear a bra in the shower um yeah no she looks great she has it she has a kid i believe she breastfed that kid so um, yeah yeah no 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 i mean as a mom i'm like she she snapped back real good real and good. and i so think it's great but yeah, and and I think as um may, maybe that made her less self conscious about her boobs, having having somebody sure. breastfeed, and because her kids only mm-hmm. like four, I think, right? Uh, maybe Six? older. I think older. Okay, and uh, but good for her. Yeah. But but you know, it's against the law for women to be topless in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and it's not against the law for men to be topless. Though I think any place that serves food. It should be against a lot of people not wear shirts. Everyone should wear a shirt. Please, please clothe. There's, here's the thing. I, I don't, I hope this isn't where comedy's going. But <laughs> you know what? Comedy comedy goes a lot of places I don't want it to. And I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've, I've lost control of comedy. I, I think I was in charge of it for a little while. And now it's just. You were the president of, of comedy. People, I remember. TikTok fame becomes headlining and taking your shirt off becomes uh, a tradition. And I don't know what, I don't know what, where the place is for me. I'll say this is uh, that. Except for I'm in Dallas on Wednesday night. (laughs) (laughs) Right. On Wednesday night, I'll be in Park City, Utah. You can't come. So there you go. And then on Saturday, I'm opening for Maria at the Palace of the Fine Arts at Sketchfest. You can come to that. Um, and then a week from friend. this weekend, I'm in Sunnyvale in the Bay Area doing Rooster Tea Feathers, Cockadoodle Doo, Carmen Morales is opening. People say not to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Which is why here on Just the Zoo of Us, we judge them by so much more. We rate animals out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics, taking into consideration each animal's true strengths, like a pigeon's ability to tell a Monet from a Picasso or a polar bear's ability to play basketball. Guest experts like biologists, ecologists, and more join us to share their unique insight into the animal's world. Listen with friends and family of all ages on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so I was telling Andy about Natasha Legero, and he said, "Wasn't that mm-hmm. an actual plot point of a, of a Ms. Maisel?" And I said, oh, "I really? wouldn't I know." know. I, I... <laughs> so again, <laughs> I've think, never seen it. He, does he not know you? You wouldn't watch a show about a female comic. It's hard Although, to watch I any stand up shows. Is great. That's what I hear. I've never Hacks seen that great. one either. But he said Hacks. that there was a Maybe scene watched... with Ms. Okay. Oh yeah. I, I tried Maisel and I was like, I get why people like it, but I can't. It makes my skin crawl. But you liked Hacks. Yeah, something, and I was ready not to. When I heard the description, <laughs> I was like, oh, now they're coming for me. <laughs> how many seasons? Now they're of, coming for me. How many seasons are there of Hacks? I think there's three so far. Okay. I, I hope it's uh, cancellation proof because, um, I was told by uh, I don't I'm sure this person wouldn't care if I dropped their name, but I I hate to like if you're having a conversation at a green room, you know, you don't know who doesn't want their names attributed to things. But as a big big deal person, said that um, the new thing with series, though there will be two year, two seasons, and that's it. Okay, because streamers have figured out that 
people, that's the minimum they need to get new people to, to join, to be subscribe is two seasons. Oh, interesting. And anything more than that is like servicing people that are already there and they don't care about that. They just want more <laughs> they don't have any new interest. subscribers. Okay. That's it. All right. Yeah. They really mm. don't. So, um, and, uh, unfortunately HBO is now being run by a person like that who right. just, you know, just, a Ted Sarandos type of guy. Somebody, um, told, said, so is your intro HBO or is it max? And I go, please don't say max. Nobody knows what the fuck that is. <laughs> and, um, uh-uh. you can say HBO max <sighs> if you want. Um, mm-hmm. but Andy said that he had accidentally saw an episode of Ms. Maisel and he thoroughly enjoyed it, but there was a scene where she unbuttoned her shirt a little too much mm-hmm. and then was given guff mm-hmm. for it. And that was a plot point <laughs> in the episode. Um, enter talking is Joan Rivers's autobiography. It's great. Oh, I saw that. I remember. Yeah. I read it a lot. Like when it came out, like when I was first starting in comedy and she talks a lot about that stuff. Um, it was, re- it's really good. Okay. Yeah. I wait, are you talking about her book or are you talking about the documentary that was released? No, the, her book? Her, oh, I didn't read the book. It was, I wish I had yeah, read the book. It has, but, it has words on it on mm, paper. Yeah. Those, a lot of people love those memoirs and, um, I, I've never been able to get into them. I, I, I don't know. I read that Winston Churchill one. That's not really. <laughs> no, that's like reading seven Joan Rivers. Memoirs, <laughs> so you're good. You're. Am you're I caught up? Am I caught up? You can coast on that. Um, yeah. The the new Thursday um, Murder Club. I, yep. Oh, I was just going to promote. I'm going to be in Detroit at the Comedy Castle in Royal Oak. Oh, that's right. December or excuse me, February first um, through third. That's the week after this one. Okay. That's, uh, I yeah. can't remember when I'm at laughs in Seattle, but I'm also doing Fargo Ooh. and Duluth with Maria. And I was, and I was like, mm-hmm. so are we going to fly to Fargo, do the show and then fly to Duluth, which you can't fly directly. You would have to fly through Minneapolis. So it'd be a full day of flying. Instead, we're going to drive. We're going to drive from Duluth, uh, Fargo to Duluth in wow. February and that seems um dangerous that seems very 1996 to me and um Mm -hmm. i've done it i'm okay never doing it again (laughs) it um but there was also the way the travel person said it it made it sound like there was going to be a hired driver like we weren't going to have to drive oh and that would be all right where I could look deeply into my incredible. phone in the back seat for the yes. eight hours that it will take. Cause Ooh. it's probably a five hour drive, but in February it can be an eight hour drive. So oh, sure. Yeah. I like that. Um, but then I'm going to go I did float. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm going to go visit my dad. And um, after uh, Duluth, because um he's bored he doesn't uh he doesn't have Jackie, a he's a 85 you don't need a single reason to visit him except that he's 85 right right yeah are you um are you going to talk about your situation in your house right now oh right well we covered it before what i got nothing to hide uh andy's got andy's got the covid um mm-hmm. and and it was a funny line that uh, at two o'clock this afternoon, when we first recorded this, when I said that this podcast was entirely about stand up comedy and COVID. So, because um, <laughs> you dropped by a nasal spray that is burning away my the hairs inside of my nose, but is protecting me at the same time. It's, and, a, it's an antiviral nasal spray, has been found to kill a lot of COVID. So, if you got some COVID trying to wake, make its way up your nostrils, you know, mm-hmm. so you got some aerosols fighting their way in mm-hmm. that nasal mm-hmm. spray is going to fucking punch back Jackie and that's hopefully it. keep you safe keep along you safe. with your mask and your air purifiers. That's it. That's it. And, mm-hmm. um, Andy's sleeping in his mother's room, the, the other room in our house mm-hmm. because his mom was in the hospital for a long time. She is now out of the hospital in the hospital rehab around the corner. 
in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. And um, she is doing so much better than when she was in the hospital uh, because a hospital will kill you. If uh, mm-hmm. a hospital should patch you up and get you out of there, because she was there for yeah. 21 days and wow. there just wasn't enough PT. She was just in bed being a 77 year old woman lying down for 21 days. And now she's yeah in the yeah. rehab. And so she gets up and she exercises and we're trying to get her strong enough so she can just come home. She can just come back, live here. But if she, she has to be able to um just to be able to, to be able to be alone for a couple hours while Andy works and I'm on the road yeah. right so that's what happened to my mom she was in the hospital laying down for a you know about a week and they're like we have to get you to rehab so you can it it happens so quickly where you need rehab <laughs> right <laughs> right it walk. was that's what chris said chris you was know, like i went crazy. into the hospital with a real reason and i came out an old lady and you're like, yeah, 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 there's trouble. And um, yeah. her brother and her sister-in-law and they they both got COVID when they flew here from places that uh, they are all vaccinated, but they mm-hmm. didn't mask up. They flew from Memphis to LAX and they got and where she's at has strict COVID protocols where you get tested when you go in. So the third time they went in to, to visit her, they both, all three of them had COVID and Andy had spent the whole week with them. I was on the road. I was in Denver, so I didn't ever get to spend time with them. So the, the, the day before I came home, Andy found out that they had COVID and then, Oh, Jackie, I didn't realize you dodged the bullet the whole time when you, when you were in Denver. That's amazing. Yeah. You're really lucky. Yeah. I came home, but Andy and I then were together for two days Mm. and then he tested positive for COVID. Oh. And so I've been testing every day and I'm still negative, but yeah, you know, it's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. And, um, and one of my friends has RSV, which is that respiratory I've heard thing. that's horrendous. She's not good. We, we can't get vaccinated. We're too young to get vaccinated against it. I've heard RSV is terrible. Okay. There's so much shit happening right now because uh, COVID has weakened our immune systems. And so we're much more vulnerable to things. And colds last longer if you've had COVID one or two times. Shit will last longer and it take you longer to recover. And fuck this government for not telling us that. All right, Jackie. Did they know it? Have to say that once. Did they know it? Podcast. Okay. Yeah, everyone. It, 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 yeah, it's out. It's public knowledge. Scientists know it, and they the Biden wants to pretend like COVID has gone away and it's all mild now if you get it and it's no big deal. Meanwhile, like Tim Kaine has long COVID and is practically incapacitated. He he was the former. Um, uh, vice presidential. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a Senator and he has terrible long COVID and other people do too. And, you know, we're just, we're just going to let all these people, all these kids and people just march into it, you know, and tell, and tell them, well, it'll be mild and no big deal. It's, it's, it's life altering for a lot of people. And you don't know if you could be next. That's all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> That's why I take so many precautions. And my son is already buckling against them and annoyed with me. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm trying to be as like non-invasive as possible, but it, he, he will be gone in a year and a half to college. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to take any precautions besides a vaccine. <sighs> right. So well, I, th- I mean, you, you teach him as much as you can, then you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta let him go. So yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't know what to say except for that. Uh, I want to talk about comedy again because what do we what do we got? Okay. Like another where, where are we at? Forty seven. Yeah, I I thought we were going to do forty five on this one. I let's, think we're, let's do, we're even over. Well, I just want to do um a couple minutes where I talk about how excited I am to do stand up comedy again. That isn't this old mm-hmm. set that I've been working on for two weeks. Yeah. And you've been hammering that one out. Right. Because some of those jokes were literally from 19, 
80 like i think the little league one was from 1993 the little league candle <laughs> i think i started telling those sales jokes uh like in the early 90s <laughs> on but it did remind me of a of a story that i i didn't do i was thinking about doing it but i didn't uh the sets were tighter than i thought i thought they were 15 minute sets and i had mm-hmm. planned a 12 minute set cuz i was told 10 to 15 and so oh, okay. we got there and they said 10. Oh. Yeah. So I, I said, mine might be 12. And Doug, the, the, the director was like, 12 is fine. 15. If everybody did 15, the person who has to go last is really kind of screwed. Yeah. So yeah. let's not do that. And so, um, yeah, so I, but that it's the whole thing about me selling student council candy bars for double what they were worth. And then mm-hmm. I got caught hubris. Mm. And then uh, I got called into the vice president, a principal, and they were like, we're going to tell your parents. And I was like, oh, they know. They're, they're psyched. They're proud of me. And, <laughs> they uh, I, I, I come from Romanian gypsies. Uh, my and, father is Peaky Blinder. <laughs> all of those references are killing somewhere. And, uh, but I will say that, um, that the, uh, the, so he expelled me and, um, and I was like, he said, they know. And I was like, yeah, I don't understand why you guys are mad. You're getting your cut. You know, you're like, you're getting your 50 cents a candy bar. I'm just charging a dollar. And, um, (laughs) and I get home and it's a very, I mean, the main, the main funny parts of it are the fact that I got home and I cried all the way home. I was in such a weird, confused, I'm getting, I got expelled for making a profit. I'm, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I, I think I thought you said you were shoplifting, which is why I went to Romanian Gypsies, Peaky Blinders. It makes no sense if you're making a profit. So I'd like to recall those punchlines. <laughs> Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.